Hello and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. And I am Chris. And this week in the Horror House, we're not quite rocking with Dawkin. We're more like just sitting on the sofa with King Cobra. And Dave, it took me hours to write that joke. And I would feel I let myself down if I didn't do it. I so thought we I thought for a minute you were going to say we were uh, uh, Kriper with Striper. <laughs> I don't know what Krypering uh, is. So, uh, it's probably some kind of fishing thing. It sounds fishing-y. It sounds like a fish. Kriper. Uh, yeah. Got me a Kriper. <laughs> so this week is my pick, and I stand by it in some kind of weird way. I don't know is Black Roses 1988, which is a Troma movie. I didn't even realize, and I've seen this movie a handful of times over the last 30 years. Uh, but I think the reason I, I picked was so this excited is when... I picked this because I watched this as a kid, and I've had nobody to talk about it with for 25 years. So I kind of forced <laughs> you into watching this. <laughs> That's okay. I was so excited when the title card came up. And I saw Kaufman's name, and uh, I, I was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's not quite the toxic I, adventure, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. No, but I, I know you've, you've kind of brought these movies in uh, several times, and I think I think you're harder on your own picks than, than I am. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. It's a little incoherent spots, but you know, this good movie rising up out of the satanic panic in the 1980s, which also translated into a panic over, you know, uh, really the the satanic panic was all about the heavy metal, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it every generation seems to enjoy scaring the shit out of their parents <laughs> and in the 80s the parents fought back with the, the satanic panic and uh, Tipper Gore going to Congress uh, having the PR, PMRC, PMRC uh, and uh, on her back and you had Judas Priest get sued because two dumb teenagers tried to commit suicide and, and the parents blamed Judas Priest So this this movie attempted to capitalize on that fear, I feel like. There is definitely some of that going on. Like, this is enough of that that, uh, did you ever go to a church when you were a kid and they played those videos? <laughs> like, uh, I... there, was, there was one I saw as a kid and they're like, we're going to show you this and this is going to explain to you why the music you listen to is so satanic and then you watch it and it's like clips of Kiss and like Bon Jovi and like 80s bands and I'm like what is it what? I mean, what's the evil part but they're yeah John Bon Jovi might be the devil <laughs> in, uh, but in, in between each cut there's like some like old man who's like now if we play that backwards you'll hear what John Bon Jovi's really trying to say but the, so I'm glad you brought that up. They they played some Judas Priest backwards in the suit against them for the kids that the oh, yeah. two kids that had the suicide pact, 
and said it had subliminal messages. And so the lawyer for Judas Priest played other stuff backwards, and it seemed to sound like a dude asking for peppermints. (laughs) the brain wants to make sense of everything. Yeah. I mean, that's what our brain is supposed to do is make sense of the world around us. It hears noise. It hears pattern when there is none. And if people are fucking crazy, and even if there was, how does playing that backwards, how does if how does that get into the kid's brain? It just, it doesn't. Well, I have an answer to that. that. The answer oh. is in another eighties movie about, about that same kind of a thing called Trick or Treat that that uh, features Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons in very small roles, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's about a, a dead rock star, and then this kid is playing his albums backwards, and somehow that summons him back from the dead or something. It's been a minute since I watched it, but yeah, like the I remember watching that, and the kid's like driving around once he's like so infatuated and like possessed by the whole thing he's just driving around listening to backwards hair bands and i'm like this is who who, that's what you you listen to it to hear what they're trying to say (laughs) air quotes you don't listen to it for the fun of it you're not getting in your car and like let me listen to that def leppard album backwards on my way to dairy queen (laughs) how do you even do that how do you listen to it backwards in your car do you have a record player in your car and you have to yeah i he would have had to have made it or something i don't know good that's a good question that the the uh producers of trigger treat i feel like have some explaining to do because i don't know if that was uh made clear right maybe their own what they were really trying to symbolize is the danger of having a record player in your fucking car. <laughs> uh, that should have been a completely different movie. The kid just is like trying to change records and then just gets taken out by a crash. Yeah, by a train that he didn't hear. Uh, uh, it, the, that would have been great. It'd be like the don't text and drive yeah. campaign of now. So, uh, you would yeah, switch yeah, there's a, while you're driving. Would you download a car? I'm throwing a lot of things at the... But the PMRC, right? Did you ever see their list of of the of their filthy 15? Because I had to look this up before we started, because I, I remember... Oh, no, Motley, I did not. Motley Crue was on it for... It's just such a stupid-ass fucking list. None of the songs... I mean, sure, I mean, they're not songs you want to play for Grandma, unless Grandma's into, like hair rock or whatever but the motley Crue song bastard is on it i think simply because the name of the song is bastard <laughs> there's a judas priest song called eat me alive that doesn't ring an immediate bell in my head i'm not sure of that one the prince song darling nikki okay. um oh the, there are proposed pmrc ratings on here that i just now noticed so for darling nikki it is profane or sexually explicit. And for the Motley Crue song, Bastard, it was violent. And the Jewish Priest song, Eat Me Alive, profane or sexually explicit. There's a Sheena Easton song, a Wasp song. I, I, I pulled it up and I see yeah. Sheena Easton on here. Vanity. I mean, oh, we're not going to take it, but Twisted Sister is on here for violent. <laughs> Oh my god. These people drive me crazy. Because they're 
and I and I'm not here to knock anybody's religion, but there is nothing. There's no book with more socially acceptable violence than the fucking Bible, right? And sex. Fucking the first thing they do when the ark lands is Noah gets drunk and his kids try to fuck him. <laughs> so, and don't get mad at me. It's in the fucking Bible. Uh, oh, shit. So, uh, before to finish off this list, I'm not going to go through all of them, but for the last one, there's actually two on here that, that have this rating, but their Merciful Fate song, Into the Coven, it's proposed PMRC rating, Occult. Hmm. So, yeah, Black Sabbath is on there, but not for occult or anything like that. It's for uh, drugs or drinking or alcohol or whatever. So, it just and it's seems... for trashed, not sweet leaf, which is clearly about uh, yeah, marijuana. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck the. <laughs> so, I propose. I've said this for a long time. I, Ozzy Osbourne is not occult. Ozzy Osbourne is the greatest gospel heavy metal writer of all time. So I'll fight somebody over this. <laughs> Every song that invokes imagery of the devil mm-hmm. that Ozzy Osbourne writes that Black Sabbath ever did, at the by the end of the song, the wicked people get their comeuppance. Right. So he's not, you know, I mean, he gets this, uh, he's got this reputation. I always and thanks to they, people like the PR, PMRC, you know, these guys, what? I just always thought that Black Sabbath was a mafia band because they had that song, Mob, The Mob Rules. And so I just thought that mm-hmm. they were like mafiosos. They may so, be. They I, may be. You don't know. I have, I have don't a know. limited understanding of Black Sabbath. I'm, I'm pretty sure they are mafiosos and uh, Bon Jovi are teamsters. <laughs> I saw a random Facebook meme today that said, surely Bon Jovi is at least three quarters of the way there by now. And I was like, uh, I laughed at that. I laughed actually pretty good at that. <laughs> That's a, that was pretty good. Uh, no uh, Megadeth. Yeah. I, you know, I, my, uh, my guess for this, uh, for this Filthy 15 list is that some politician, Tipper Gore or somebody, looked at their intern and was like, um, did you, uh, I need you to give me that list. And they're like, what are you fucking talking about? And like somebody like immediately had, was pressing her for a list that she didn't do so she's like trying to pawn it off to her intern oh the intern didn't do it but the intern was like hold on ran out to their car and brought in all their cassette tapes and we're like well I've got Twisted Sister and Madonna and Prince <laughs> that's why right. it all makes no sense it's just what was in uh, Jeff's car that, that faithful day right Jeff listens to Twisted Sister Black Sabbath and Sheena Easton yeah so okay <laughs> He's got eclectic tastes. Okay. The I'm, devil's I'm really got that. I, I, I like all kinds of music. Uh, I like all kinds of music. I like both kinds of music, country and western. Oh. So. Uh, well, we're going to get into these themes and more. And my take on why 
this movie's not saying that those things are justified, like the satanic panic is justified, as it appears at first glance. But the deeper, hidden meaning of Black Roses 1988. Today on the Horror House Podcast. So, if you uh, have any comments about today's episode, or want to make suggestions about future episodes, or just want to tell us how you like listening to our dulcet tones, you can hit us up on Twitter at Sweetness1 with six E's. I am at Chrysorcist. Also, you can uh, tweet both of us collectively together at Whorehouse2, the number two. Chris, there's two of us. Yeah, kind of. It's it's in the title. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're old fashioned, if you're a boomer, you can hit us up on horrorhousepodcast at gmail or you can comment, uh, like, comment, share on the horrorhouse page on Facebook. And finally, if you would like for us to be able to hear you. You can do so at anchor.fm slash whorehouse. Or if you just want to make your own fucking podcast and be like, fuck these guys, you can also do that. And, you know, if you send us a message, maybe one day, Dave, there's so many I'm trying to get through. I, I'm i backed up. Like, I can't play all these. I can't play all these. I, I understand. It's, a, it's tough when there's so many choices. Yeah. So if your message is really fantastic or okay if it's oh if it's a message i'll play it (laughs) if it exists (laughs) and there they there they are that's where you can reach us all right all right so chris yes uh what what you been doing this week so this week, I did I just sing randomly? <laughs> I think so. I love it. I love it. That was strange. So first, we have another films of a certain director. We may reveal it at the end. Stick around. We may not. We may. I don't know. For next week. So watching a bunch of a certain director's movies to prepare for that. Also... The new Suicide Squad movie was a lot of fun. I really had a good time watching that. I may have watched it a couple times. Um, And, oh, Marvel's What If was a lot of fun. I really liked that. And I think that pretty much is all that I have watched. And since it's all, somehow, it's all new stuff, except for the director things, uh, I can't. I can't talk about it much other than saying I am a fan. A lot of, a lot of fun, enjoyable, fun times. How's about you? What you been? What you been watching? Well, uh, we also Jackie and I watched What If. It's animated. Stella's not into that. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. So that's okay. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> so uh, we watched What If. Uh, we also watched Suicide Squad. Uh, on the HBO Max app, hashtag not a sponsor. Use Whorehouse 2 at checkout, and nothing will happen, but it may send a good message. <laughs> you never know. You could, you could always try. Um, we went to the movies uh, twice on Saturday. We went to the movies. We ate. First, we ate. No, I take it back. First, we went to the movies. Then we went to Tumbleweed, 
And then we went back to the movies. And the first movie we watched, Jackie said, is her favorite movie of all time now. And it is Free Guy, starring the uh, ever-dreamy Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Uh, it It was super fun. It was uh, it was very enjoyable. You don't have to be a super video game geek to get all the references. Um, it Jackie would say that Joe Keery from Stranger Things was the dreamboat in the movie, uh, and it, at the end of the movie, Jack uh, Stella looked at me and said, "We watched another fucking love story." <laughs> but um, yeah. The, the the love story aspect is really kind of the B roll. That's right. the that's the B B plot. So it's okay. You're not you're not I'm not trying to trick you into watching a love story here. <laughs> then after we ate at Tumbleweed, uh back to the movies. We went back to the movies and we watched Don't Breathe Two. Which I watched we watched Don't Breathe One last weekend. Oh, Figuring that we would watch two this weekend. So, and we did. And uh, it, it still was really good. Um, I, I saw an interview with Fetty Alvarez where he was talking about really trying to, with, without having like M. Night Shyamalan twists, <laughs> just having enough happen outside of the expectation. I don't call them a twist. Just not the expectation is not a twist. Mm-hmm. So things happening that are not the expectation to keep things interesting and to keep you guessing what's coming next. And, um, you know, this movie did a, a good job. I, I felt like the first one did a better job of making sure that the old guy was not the good guy. Like there were no good guys in the first one. Mm-hmm. There were no good guys in the first one, and the, and Dupree too is kind of the same. There's no good guys, but it doesn't do as good a job of making the old man seem like you know he's not really the good guy. Yeah. Um. Is this, and then is this Fetty Alvarez's first sequel that he's ever done? I, I believe it is because I, I think he's like. Um, Keanu that he had a no sequels thing and then Keanu started churning out John Wick. Uh, I think they're I think John Wick 10 comes out um, next summer. So along with Matrix but, 9, what Matrix is coming out? Uh 15, the reboot, <laughs> uh, the reboot prequel sequel. Um a also a reboot also, also, I watched. Uh, I don't know if you watch Hot Ones. Do you watch Hot Ones? Here and there on YouTube. Here and there, uh, Some, sometimes. Uh, I watched the Elijah Wood Hot Ones, and only now I knew they were doing a Toxic Avenger reboot. Is he involved with that? He is. What? He is. <laughs> Is he the Toxic Avenger? I think he might be um, Melvin. What? I'm intrigued. I'm not even going to look it up. I want to be surprised when I watch it. (laughs) See people restraint. You got to exercise some restraint sometimes. It's for your own well-being. Just got to do it. I'm not going to find out. So he's I'm just going to think he's involved. 
but if he's not he, I, and I say that based solely on his appearance on um, Hot Ones did he look like yeah, Melvin yeah. I, I, I don't know maybe not Maybe not, but he is definitely listed in the cast for the 2022 Toxic Avenger. Well, we're not far off from 2022. However, as as Marvel fans, we still have not got a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer yet, and it comes out in December. When is this trailer coming? I'm starting to have some anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to get that out there. I feel better. I feel better. Okay. But interesting. Let me let me tell you two other people that I now see tied to the Toxic Avenger remake, and that would be National Treasure Peter Dinklage, really, and also a National Treasure Kevin Bacon. Really, what is this movie? <laughs> I. T- I t- Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. Are they doing Toxic Crusaders? I don't. I don't know. I. If they are, I may need to go dig through. I don't think I have any old toys, but I would go look because I had some Toxic Crusader toys, and I'd get that shit ready to go up on eBay once that trailer come out. So anybody listening, get your get your shit ready. Which uh, comes to play later on in uh, this review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eBay's and action figures I, I, in my notes. But oh, nice, nice. So anything else you want to touch on before we talk about this trauma movie that I didn't even realize was a trauma movie? Black Roses. Um uh, no, let's let's I I want I wanna let the uh, uh pull the curtain back just a little bit. Uh Chris, the rabble wanna know. Yes. Or a typical for a typical episode of the horror house, like not one of our, not not the cryptids, not the UFOs, mm-hmm. for a typical episode, how much notes do you take? Like maybe two or three pages, if I'm. Eh. And how many notes did you take for? How much notes did you take for Black Roses? I feel like I'm being incriminated. No, no, no. <laughs> The rabble want to know. I, I've been, I'm getting. Uh, I mean, I'm getting psychic messages from the rabble saying, "Tell so, us how much." No, Chris I, took. Mean, I mean, six. <laughs> six fucking pages. So I mean, but that's 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 like everything. That's uh, that's including a little bit of like what you watching. You know, the, my my docking joke at the beginning. <laughs> that that took up four pages. <clears throat> <laughs> the the only thing longer than Chris's thesis on Black Roses is the goddamn newspaper that Johnny's dad is reading. <laughs> Johnny is essentially Jim Brewer in 80s rock fangard, which I think is essentially just what Jim Brewer actually is. <laughs> I, looked, yeah, right. I looked over before we started to record. I was like, hold on, I got to type in that. he like, I was like, who the fuck does this guy look like? He actually looks like somebody. And I was like, he's like redheaded Jim Brewer. Also, I think oh, yeah, he's older yeah. than Jim Brewer is now when he played Johnny in 1988. <laughs> so according to IMDb, he was 46 years old. 
Are you serious in Black yes. Roses? Yes, he does what? not. Look, I was making fun of it. I, watched, I made Jackie watch the trailer with me. And I was like, can you believe these old fuckers are, are playing high school kids? I, oh, and my God. Only later been... did I realize how fucking old he was. Because I, I was thinking, shit. he's 30. He's 30 playing a high school kid. 40 fucking six. Wow. And wow, he is he is the well, he thinks he is the fucking coolest 46 year old sophomore of all time in that, um, you know, the scene at the beginning that Mr. What's his name? Morehouse Morehouse Morehouse. Uh, He's talking about Walt Whitman and all this and calls on Johnny, which is a common thing he likes to do. And I'm like, fuck you first off, Mr. Morehouse, because I I remember teachers like you, dude. You'd call on the people that weren't paying attention or didn't give a shit about what you was teaching. Why would you call on them? They don't. You're asshole is what you are. Anyways, I had to. Johnny starts to compare Walt Whitman to Black Roses coming to Mill Basin. And he's just, once he makes that comparison, he puts his arms behind his head and he's just like, yeah, everybody likes yeah, me now. I'm the, I'm he, the fucking man. He's like, like yeah. got him, Johnny. I got him. <laughs> All he had to do was throw his fist up and get that, that, you know, freeze frame at the end of a, you know, 80s sitcom. He was there in his own head. I mean, but I don't know that anybody else... <laughs> Was quite there so, with him. This, this, um, oh my god, where to start? So, Julia gets a hard time for being Mr. Morehouse's, uh, teacher's pet. Yeah, I think Mr. Morehouse has eyes for Johnny. Uh, I, I mean. I mean, I don't know. Maybe turn, fight maybe. me, fight me. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> it, it's just a little weird. It's just a little weird. He does call on him he, a lot. He does yes. call on him a lot, and he it's knows that Johnny is not. Um, well, like, what's the word? Paying attention, caring, mm-hmm. smart, like whatever combination of all of that. I may, I may be. Very maybe. Also, is Mr. Morehouse Big Lots Tom Selleck? Big Lots Charles Bronson, Bronson or Big Lots Tom Skerritt? Or none of the above. And uh, I just he's he's something, but I don't I've not got my finger quite on what that is. Yeah, I I said uh, I have in my notes uh Mr. Morehouse's mustache, Big Lots Tom Selleck. So I, I did have that in my notes. Okay. Then we are going with Big Lots. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Let's let's jump back real quick to the very beginning of the movie. The it opens up. uh, Alex, do they mention where they were at the beginning? I can't remember. But there, I don't think so. But I have an idea. I assume like the West Coast somewhere because the, the, the well anyway we'll get to that. Uh, they're having a, a, a show. These Black Roses characters, and uh, it's it's not. Uh, I mean, they're kind of the if the Muppets were monsters, like weird Muppet monster characters. Uh, mm-hmm. That's about 
where they are. But they're playing fucking along with a Lizzie Borden song, which this mm-hmm. movie introduced me to Lizzie Borden, and I fucking love Lizzie Borden. <laughs> so I will confess now that uh, I skipped school when I was, I think, a 16-year-old sophomore, <laughs> like Johnny, and went and bought this soundtrack on cassette. Uh because I just found it randomly. I was like, holy shit, Black Rose's soundtrack. And I still have it somewhere. But that I, I, this, I think the soundtrack is better than the actual movie. And I, I, that's just how I, I feel. But I think they did the beginning of this movie wrong. And I feel like they could have taken this movie in a little bit different direction. And it could have been, like you said, like maybe not like a big twist thing. But, like, what if they didn't show the band was actually, like, demon monster things at the beginning and just kind of, like, played it up a little bit as we went, right? And, I, you I, know, I think, make the first I, shot I, I them showing right. up I think if you, don't show, if you don't show the band as monsters, you could still have, like, the crowd coming out as zombies mm-hmm. without showing the band as monsters and giving that part away. I feel like this concert scene is actually uh, something very popular in movies now is to have the epilogue open your movie. Oh, so, oh. So I think that's the New York show. You should put that on fucking IMDb for fan theories. Is that a thing? You may be the only person that has a fan theory. That's actually not a bad idea. That's that's what I think. I think this is the um I I huh. think this is okay. I think that's the New York show. So they said several times in the movies the band has never been outside of the studio. And so their first right. show is, right. is Mill Basin. Right. Huh. You may be onto something, actually. <laughs> I so, I, I mean, also, to m- kind of make a joke out of it, but kind of to be real, uh, the creature effects in this movie are not what I would consider uh, Tom Savini or Rick Baker <laughs> in the 80s. It is, it is not, uh, like, A-tier stuff. Um, but uh, the creatures at the beginning, I think, actually look the like the best creatures in the movie. Uh, I was I thought so, about asking you that, and I thought it it was too obvious. But the band at the start is better than the band at the end. Yeah, uh, maybe you know after after uh, Mr. Morehouse gets rid of the band, you know, uh, they take a good look at themselves and they're like, oh, we're we're washed up, we're out of shape, we need to really up our monster game. And then so, you know, they they hit the monster gym, and then, you know, one thing leads to another, mm-hmm. now they're, you know, in New York. And I actually, I, th- I, you know, just seeing that, I was like, is that New York? But then I remembered, you know, at the end, they're in New York, so it couldn't be New York, but unless we go with your theory, which I think I am going to uh, uh, adapt that, it's, and that's just going to be... Yeah, that's that's where it goes. Speaking of which, some of these guys 
that did makeup in this movie went on to some pretty big uh, movies, even mm-hmm. some more recent Marvel movies for effects and stuff. Also, some dudes only did like maybe one or two other flicks with this, I think, same director and then never worked in movies again. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, you have Tony Bua. I, I made a big list of all the makeup guys. Um, Mike Batty. So there's what what looked out at me was how many of these fuckers there are. Because <laughs> I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different people doing monster effect and another one John Dodds doing the puppet with the uh, speaker puppet dude creature that, thing wow that puppet a puppet is even a kind of a rough word <laughs> like if they could have just used a different material to make it a little bit more floppy it would have been so much more believable that dude that actor who I swear to god he's in every like mafia thing you could ever it's big pussy he's big pussy from yeah. the fucking Sopranos the I once his name I, if I looked at his name I'm like oh that guy but I, I, he <laughs> like just give it a little jiggle and he wouldn't seem you know he'd he'd feel better about himself going back to watch this show his kids it's like oh yeah instead of this hard as a rock fucking puppet that has no play to it <laughs> and uh, I, I'm thinking he's probably still not. <sighs> Um, proud of his role in this because he, he comes maybe Barely in 88 in it. it was okay but he comes off very homophobic well yeah but also the 80s also oh, true true um man uh, I mean so him oh, I forget what was his son I don't remember his son's name but the, he was an asshole every teenager in this movie is an asshole I think from the beginning of the movie to the end <laughs> yeah he was Tony's dad Tony the I feel like they did that wrong too and I feel like a lot of my notes are like I would have done it this way but I feel like the, I do that a lot so but bear with me I would have totally had them more on the teacher's side at least for at least the very beginning and then build up to like them becoming corrupted right Mm-hmm. Instead of just them being immediately like black roses, you Walt Whitman is for pussies. <laughs> but you know, because I mean, if you start out as an asshole, like if you get corrupted, who cares, right? Is where I'm kind of thinking. Uh, so once, and then once the corruption starts by the band, once they go to the concerts and all that, and the speaker monster and other transformations happen. I wish that those actually didn't happen. And I wish that the band had been the only monsters in the movie. And I wish that the teens had done, um, like when Johnny kills his dad and the, the strip gin girl, mm-hmm. I wish there was a little bit more of the kids doing that kind of like stuff, like, you know, fighting. I mean, there's some fighting in the streets and stuff, but the, <laughs> These days, that doesn't graffiti. really seem that uh, out of place. Some graffiti, some theft, you know, yeah. some, you know, some stealing. Any, anything. Still from the grandma, for I don't know. 
some um, drugs, some alcohol. There's really not any of that. <laughs> but Chris, but Chris. Yes. Are you forgetting about Johnny and Julia's crime rampage? Oh my when God. they I steal a can of best. red paint. I saved the best for last. <laughs> they stole a can of red paint yes. and painted a giant red line on the ground. And then abandoned it like an orphan. And and the, and it wow. caught fire. Yeah. You know that's what happens to orphans. Yeah, if you orphan their yeah. kid, it's going to bust it spontaneous <laughs> combustion into a fireball. It's like I think somebody's coming. I'll just leave this here. I don't understand. Well, Mr. Morehouse must have this dude must have the ears of a fucking hawk. I, the ears of a hawk. What's an animal that hears really good? Rat, a dog. Are they known uh, for their hearing? A marmot. Yes, I don't know what okay. that is. <laughs> but he has the why was ears of a Madagascar marmot? <laughs> that are those are known for their hearing because he's like a block away. And he hears them open the paint can. And he's like, what? Something's going on. I I must investigate. If they were trying to open the paint can like somebody's mom opens a paint can with like, you know, every... A hammer and a screwdriver? Yeah. But like it takes 30 minutes like, and it's just the loudest tapping in the world. But that wasn't the case. (laughs) (laughs) Was not. Was not the case. Uh, So I... On, since we're still on Mr. Morehouse and Johnny, um, yeah, Mr. Morehouse would like to be on Johnny. <laughs> he he doesn't want to be called on, man. Leaving the fuck alone. Also, like Mr. Morehouse is 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 really kind of a dick because he's like um, he has them move their desks into a circle. He's like sixty sec, or he's like forum forum. Forum. And then 60 seconds later, class is over. And you know if that was real life, that teacher would have had them move them immediately right back to where they were. <laughs> There's yes. no question. So it would have been like, okay, forum, forum. Lol, move them back. Move them back, assholes. <laughs> I, so, I, hate, I hated him. I hated him in that moment. It killed me. Also, also, Mr. Morehouse is the coolest adult in the town too yes at the same time because he's the only one who talks to the kids listens to the kids holds out the kids you know the mayor is surprisingly cool i'll give the mayor that because at the at the like town council meeting yeah where they have the flag of america and of canada hanging at the same time so i don't know if this is some kind of fucking crazy border town (laughs) it could be um He's but, like, hold uh, on, the mayor's Karen. like, the band may oh, not be yeah. all that bad. Yeah. So they want to shake it up a little bit, scare the shit out of us. Who cares? You didn't like, you didn't like Chuck Berry? Walt, Walt over there, son, grew his hair out like Ringo Starr. Remember that, Walt? <laughs> right. Right. Call him out. Call it. Call him out. And it's like, I swear. I mean, he's right because I was thinking of this as the movie was playing. It's like. You know, I know all these parents and stuff were like listening to Hendrix and the Beatles and all that stuff. It's like, really? I feel like that would be more of a shock than Black Roses. (laughs) 
Which I mean, this is. I I thought the music for the movie was pretty good. I like the music, but it's also yeah. it's also the least subversive yeah. metal music I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, if they would have had like a Slayer kind of a band, even at the very it's least, like Raining a, Blood. Can you imagine if it was oh Raining Blood? The parents like, would have just died yeah. instantly. Jesus saves no one, and then the mayor had been like, "Well, fuck, I don't know." <laughs> Where was... is the song featuring the lyrics that the uh, do-gooder chick reads at the uh, town council meeting? Where he it was like, tear down the walls of hell. I've got a soul to sell or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know what it was. was her, give me that the... song. Where was yeah. that song? The most they do is they... they I. No, they have a song called Soldiers of the Night, which even as a kid, I was like, that's just a ripoff of Kiss's Creatures of the Night. Thanks. Get out of here. But I do like that song. <laughs> but that's as close as it gets. And it's still not even that. It's not that. Like, we're going to go to hell together or something. It's not. <laughs> I mean, so it, I mean, they make it like this is big, bad, heavy yeah. metal music, but it's really glam rock. It is total hair metal. It is. Yes. It is not... <laughs> If if they could have settled, if they could have, if they couldn't got Slayer like a metal, like speed metal band or thrash band or a like hardcore punk band, get like an Iron Maiden or a Judas Priest. Can't afford them, then get like a Saxon or a um, Diamond Head or somebody. Like they had so I maybe that I mean I can't say that they had some options because the soundtrack to this movie has Lizzie Borden, who is still has always been kind of under the radar as far as 80s hair bands and stuff go. I've always really liked what they do, though. Um, and for the Black Roses themselves, the, their songs, air quotes, were kind of uh, King Cobra. The mm -hmm. singer and the drummer. And Quiet Riot. Was King Cobra, Quiet Riot, uh, Alex Massey? Yeah, I don't from know. From Dark Lord? The... Uh, the uh, Guitarist and the bassist, I have no idea, but the drummer and singer are from King Cobra. Okay. And the I since we're here, the drummer in the movie is Vinny Apice. Or no, it's not. Fuck. The drummer in the movie is Carmine Apice, who actually played the drums on the songs for the, the Black Roses songs, which is pretty cool. He's the only one that looks like he's actually playing. Nobody else... <laughs> Right. <laughs> on stage, right. like the guitarist is strumming everything. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the drummer is actually a real drummer. He actually played on the songs, except the Lizzie Borden song. Um, but his character's name is Vinny um, Apache. And anybody that knows Carmine Apice at all, or Black Sabbath even, is Black Sabbath's old drummer was Vinny Apice, who is Carmine Apice's drummer brothers that pronounce their last names different and then there's a third uh sibling i do believe that even pronounces it different from that <laughs> i don't know how Just that's yeah family meeting yeah somebody needs to call a family meeting and say okay <laughs> let's let's get the same word out here apathy apache Ap apache epoxy it's it's all a thing. piece but I have been so going around ties it into I've been going around for three days movie. singing. I cannot wait. It's me the, the, against the world. That's the Lizzie Borden song, dude. Lizzie Borden. I it's, 
it's master of disguise get that album <laughs> it, it, it was great can we talk about the title card which i thought was really cool and the lambos rolling into town which i thought was really lame the Lambos coming into town should have been the start of the movie, but it shouldn't have been. It should have been like some tour buses or something. It should have been an entourage. <laughs> like it's they're moving into town. But yeah. clearly, as soon as I saw the, like the, my first watch, when I saw the Lambos mm-hmm. and then never saw the Lambos again. Oh, yeah. My uh, my <laughs> my first thought is. <laughs> Kaufman rented him some fucking Lambos, right. but cheaped out on buying the insurance. So he's like, we can't drive him fast, dude. Yeah, take these back. We'll close down the street. <laughs> right. We'll close down the street. You guys cruise in <laughs> idle. Just cruise in on idle. I can't have a take a chance of you guys driving these things too damn fast. If you fuck this up, you'll never work in this business again. <laughs> But the title card was cool with the with the roses and then and then the car black roses and one car drives over the title and one car drives under the title. I thought it, I thought it was pretty pretty kind of neat. Well, maybe it's maybe it's the nostalgia from like this era of movie. Mm-hmm. But I thought I thought it was very neat. I thought it was very cool. So, had you ever even heard of this movie before we started to watch it? I admit I haven't, and I don't know how. I've said that I don't know how, every other fucking movie this year, <laughs> uh, this season. But I don't know how we used to. I understand a little bit how. <laughs> no, dude, this is right up my my alley. So, in the nineties, in the nineties, we used to. Hang out, partake of some substances, and watch scary-ass movies. And my buddy Steve Hamm would always um, have a big party every Halloween. He'd have a huge Halloween party. And, I mean, it was always a big blowout. And multiple years out in Brown County where he'd push the big screen out on the, like, balcony and play movies. And it was either scary movies or pornos or both. <laughs> and then heavy metal music on the speaker so you can't hear what's going on in the movie. But when you partake of the right substances, that's even better. <laughs> that's kind of like what Black Roses is anyway, right? Similar? Similar? I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is the total VHS movie like through and through the the where i used to rent movies at is i still remember the box art and everything and picking it up being like what the fuck is this and then getting it and it was just like this is just like 80s rock all over i'm into it uh i think i even saw this before i was in high school if i'm not mistaken i had to be i don't know it was anyway but I'm just surprised. Like, what did you think when the movie started up and it was the Lizzie Borden song and like monster, like Muppet monster band singing without moving lips or anything? Were you like, uh, what is, what has, but the monsters at the start did the monster at the start did move lips. And he, those are the monsters they should have had at the end. My understanding is those monsters at the start, and the monsters through the movie were by were, different people. 
were by different people and they were post production add ins. Oh, maybe so that's the my that understanding is that <laughs> right, my understanding is like you said, you wish they didn't have the monsters and then just have the reveal at the end. Uh-huh. That was uh, my understanding is that was the original, like what they came up with. Uh, and the studio, yeah. the, the studio interference, like Kaufman came back and was like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? This movie <laughs> is boring as fuck. Give me some more uh, monsters. Well, and uh, I mean, Lloyd no, is, me are the monsters not the best part of the fucking movie? The monsters and the music. I mean, the beginning monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ones but, I mean, in between, I just, I, don't, I think they're so poorly done, I can't get into them. The, 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 the Julia monster. That's, I'm glad that's exactly where I wanted to go next. <laughs> the Julia monster looked like a rabid giraffe. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. <laughs> with a cancer patient. I don't I don't know. It was the fucking funniest makeup. I it is is it a cat? Because it was making cats like wildcat or bobcat, something cat sounds. But the best part is Morehouse has a tennis racket. <laughs> and he's yes, like bopping yes. her. <laughs> and then he stuffs the tennis ball in her mouth and Holy shit. It is the most, yes, yeah. in some way, it's the most non-threatening monster I think I've maybe ever seen. <laughs> so, I, I read a little tidbit about the uh, pink glow effect during that scene when she transforms and she's got the pink glow on her claw. Oh, okay. And that was added post, post-production because the effect was so shitty. <laughs> They're like, we gotta hide this somehow, and they hide it with a fucking pink glow. Oh man, it's it, it is it's it's pretty awful, uh, but also kind of fucking funny at the same time. Yeah, it is. Wow, it is a you have to see it to really just accept what it is. <laughs> I forgot is that it, it was that kind of over the top. It's the full monster effect. Better or worse than when she just looks up at the camera and she's got the fucking teeth in her mouth. I think it probably should have just said that, yeah. <laughs> but I'm apparently playing it too tame in 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 Lloyd's mind, so I I mean he's made way more movies than I have, so I guess I gotta follow his lead in this instance, but whew, him hitting her with that racket was just like A plus. Like, you get off that TV. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like when your God cat has cat. pissed you off. Yes. <laughs> so, before that, I don't remember it. I don't remember if it was right before that, but there is a part uh, where she is doing some, what I would call titty squeezing. <laughs> yes. And yes. I swear to God, it, I mean, hey, that's fine. If that's, if you're like, you know what, we need a scene of tits and squeezing squeezing of them uh, real quick right here. I mean, when I say real quick, I mean, make it extended. <laughs> but yeah, right. that's what this whole part was. And I mean, I, I don't know, remember, it just seemed like it was inserted. And I'm like, cool, whatever. <laughs> but also... It doesn't make sense it as a movie. Yeah, it was there to did, be there. Did it's, you pick up on the demon hands? I clearly clearly didn't. 
So when she squeezes her titties, one, two things about that. One, she's got her hands look old and wrinkly, but they're supposed to be demon hands to show like this transformation or some shit. I completely did not see. <laughs> two, did you pick up on the fact that those titties, even though that's supposed to be Julia, and Julia's actual titties in the Julia scene are clearly not the same titties. I did not. Interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go back and watch. <laughs> Go I, back and watch I with the same... I literally just looked over and saw the Morehouse. She's getting ready to change into the giraffe cat head Julie right now. On my oh, screen. my God. So, yep, I'm seeing the pink effect. It is... Uh, awful. You know, I feel like the makeup guy in that moment, you know, in the moment they're doing it, filming it, has to feel like Rick Baker on American Werewolf in London, right? And like he's like, oh, this is going to, people are going to be in awe <laughs> of what oh, we're God. doing here today. This is fucking rad. This is badass. This is. Oh, yeah. And this then, is going to be. This is going to lead to my thriller. Like White Snake <laughs> is going to be knocking on the door for me to do a music video after this. Uh, it is. Uh, and there goes the racket. Oh man. The I wow. But in, after this, we get to the the big final concert of the movie, or the last. I, I mean, was this even part of the, their shows? I don't even remember. And the the band is like not even playing music at this point. They're just kind of having a seance. <laughs> and, Why everyone chants Damien, yeah. Damien? But they make the. I mean, the name is a dead giveaway of what's happening, really. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's like we need a creepy, like devil name. How about Damien? The uh, those movies were pretty popular. And f so, first off, this guy. Uh, you know, at some point, meets with Morehouse, and is not wearing his oh, yeah. Damien getup, and looks like, you know, short-haired business guy. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm not quite that goofy, but, but clearly that, I, that's where I would have started. The, are they okay? Are they not? Uh, at the the very first concert. When they've come out and they play and like, so considering this is supposed to be a big concert, mm -hmm. they're like in a fucking auditorium. <laughs> not uh, even. Cool. It's not even that big. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. Like, it is, but not large. it's smaller. I I promise it's smaller than the auditorium at San Dimas High School. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> that fucking gymnasium was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Or auditorium was huge. It's smaller than that, but all the parents and all the kids are attending the concert, and they come out with the white. And I think so. Here's a here's a kind of clue mm -hmm. that I think they had a lot of cool ideas for this movie that they didn't kind of pull off very well. They've got the white on, but underneath the white clothes is all black. Oh. I. But they, the parents have attended this concert, and they leave like two yeah <laughs> verses into the first fucking song. Like the first song is playing, they're two verses in, and they're this. like, "I guess it's okay," and just leave. 
Now, if I was the mayor there and they come out with that Michael Bolton shit, I'd have been like, all right, kids, get the fuck out of this gym. I'm closing it down. I'm closing this down. But if they'd started with, you know, the Black Roses stuff, I've been like, all right, you guys have fun. <laughs> this is cool. Actually, I'm going to just stay. Can I just, I'm just going to stay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But then you'd be hypnotized with them. Hey, it's not, if, if they can hypnotize me so I don't have to see some of these makeup effects, that may be okay. <laughs> but it's debatable, I think, on the worst makeup or creature in the movie. So we get, again, we're at the end. Um, the people are chanting Damien and there's like a seance or some shit. Uh, more houses coming in, right? How does no one see him he is literally like i don't know if the if if i'm worshiping the devil or something i've i assume i still got some peripheral vision and and if i saw a dude with a gas canister next to me tempting to blow my ass up i feel like i would be like okay hold on hey uh we need to pause the, the devil for just a minute this guy you see this guy over here right beside me uh Gonna have to do something. I am I am three different ways of high because of this gasoline he's brought in this little enclosed auditorium. We need to do something. Uh, but that's yeah. That's my first so thing the, for this scene. I think I even texted you when he went to the gas station. He filled yeah. up the gas tank with. Uh, I just thought he was buying fucking dynamite. <laughs> Turns out it was just road flares. I'm kind of dumb, but. I was like, did he I thought he was dynamite? buying dynamite at the local gas station. I didn't even know that was the thing. I just accepted that I didn't see what I, I didn't I didn't see the dynamite properly. I just and that's how I <laughs> I guess see this movie. I'm just like, yeah, that probably is the thing. I didn't but and the way he throws the flare. So I guess first before he changes into his true form right before the fl he throws the flare, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. Just to get my. Because they have to fight. Order. He has yes. to fight with like the the yes. gong stick. Where did he get that stick from? The giant gong. I, I mean, he did have a gong behind the drum set. I think that oh, used to okay. be a big a big uh, trope for drummers in the '80s. <laughs> Um, so that, I guess, but like he takes off his wig, Damien, and he's like, I'm really bald. And it's like, is that the reveal? <laughs> and then he starts to change a little bit and it's, I don't know, kind of cool. But then he turns into like Barney without fur. I is the best description I can give like pink Barney with no fur. And it is rough. <laughs> Holy shit. Is it like... Even the masks on the people that are holding Mr. Morehouse, they're like zombies. Looks like something like the B team would make. Like we need we need our alternate makeup guys in here. Uh, our other guys uh, have the flu, <laughs> I, you know. But uh, I feel like with Big Ben money, we could remake this entire movie and probably get there. <laughs> The last transportation transformation I felt like would have been better if they stopped yeah. halfway through the transformation. Yeah. Because that was kind of cool looking yeah. to me. Same same thought. Same thought. Until but then we they get go, to, is this what the Busco Beast looks in. like? 
Who? The Busco Beast? Is that what this thing looks like? Uh, maybe, but if it's interesting <laughs> to know that if you ever do get in a fight with the Busco Beast, the hey, Busco Beast got nards. Yes. <laughs> oh, it is so. I mean, it's. It looks kind of like a Star Trek alien, like uh, OG Star Trek. It's about <laughs> in that league of makeup, and I mean, it's not. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's just like. This is your big moment. I wish for you that it had been like so much better. Um, but Morehouse gets his gets his flair, and this also got me to chuckle, kind of, kind of pretty good. <laughs> and it kind of, in a way, encapsulates this entire movie better than. I, I think my words and my six pages of notes ever could, right? So he's prepping this flare to throw it. It's like, I'm really going to fucking chuck this flare at Damien, right? He's prepping it and prepping it and then just underhand tosses it two feet in front of him. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's very, he's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Underhand throw. That's like that's like a changeup in like high school like softball. <laughs> uh, it, it it was it was bad. It was bad. The, oh, and then only after the stage is on screen and the kids are running out, does the band start to play? It uh, it. Uh, this I, I can't explain it. I yeah, don't, I, can't I, don't know that, I don't know the people that the people that made it can explain it, <laughs> but there's so much potential. Even the idea of this movie is like it's there. It's I mean you got to dig a little bit, but I mean it could have been shaped into something so uh, kind of original, actually. I think. But um, whether it was Lloyd Kaufman and Troma or whoever that like wanted more monsters and more scares and stuff, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, in I don't, my opinion, I don't know that scares is the right word. There is nothing scary about this movie. True. True. Now, however, my original notes, because unfortunately these six pages of notes that I took for this episode weren't my original ones. I watched this movie and then uh, had had some drinks on a whatever night it was and was like, you know what? It's time I start my Black Roses notes. And I sat and you would have thought I was emotionally troubled when I watched this movie. I was like, the betrayal of trust. <laughs> Well, so I'll go. I'll go into a little what I kind of thought was a hidden theme. So you have this idea that Black Rose is a corrupting influence, but if you listen mm -hmm. to Johnny's speech, he makes good points in the whole Walt Whitman thing at the start. He he brings up the fact that. You know, oh, parents, they just think they're right. And anything else that comes along, that it must mm -hmm. be a bad influence because, you know, we're doing things different than our parents like did. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. You know, you look at how the hippies were treated, how the Beatles were treated and called like long hair hippie fags 
and they I mean that's not even long hair if what if they had that today that's not even long yeah, hair it was just because it was over their ears slightly <laughs> yeah like oh my god yeah this it's ridiculous but every every generation does this um i fucking hate it i hope i never start this i have i hope i never yeah i'm like fucking millennials I mean, I it, hear that shit from work all the time, yeah. and I just be like, "Yeah, you're complaining about lazy millennials, and I've got fucking fifty year old employees that are lazy as fuck." Right. What's your excuse then? Are they millennial adjacent at fifty fucking years old? <laughs> fucking boomers. Uh, it, so Johnny's got a point. Yeah. There's also, I think the message. I, I, you can almost kind of, and, and maybe I'm digging too deep. Maybe I'm trying too hard to find a hit, the hidden message here. Mm-hmm. But the rock and roll is not really evil or the influence. It's just the awakening. It's just giving the kids an outlet. Because you know what's evil? It's Johnny's dad who doesn't pay him any attention. And he mm-hmm. complains at Johnny that Johnny's only doing what his friends are doing. But then Johnny's like, Julia's dad bought her a ticket. And he's like, oh, okay, then I guess it's fine. So he can't think for himself. Johnny's dad can't think for himself, but he right. wants Johnny to think for himself. Oh, shit. Right. Uh, Julia's stepdad is a fucking sexual, touchy-feely fucking freak. Pedophile. You know, to his stepdaughter. <laughs> he's a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, Which, I, the, I mean... And, the other guy's it's, dad is as well. The, yeah. or, or the other girl, the strip-gen lady. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's... Out of everyone, I felt like he was a little bit more... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, a teenager is throwing herself at you. You're the adult. You have to yeah. step away and be like, no, this ain't cool. And then Tony's mom, she's like... Ew, Tony, you're just like your dad. You're a fucking bum. Get the fuck up. <laughs> Tony, I told you not to stay out so late. So, I mean, she's shitty to her kid. Right. So all the parents that are shitty to yeah. their kids get what's coming to them. Uh, Priscilla is a fucking bitch. She, Mr. Morehouse clearly has not acted on anything towards Julia. But Priscilla can't get over it. And so... You know, she gets killed. They all, the, all the parents that have this underlying like evil, yeah. they get what's coming to them. You're right. So I don't feel bad for any of them. And, and, then, and I did like this. Doesn't I mean he? I mean he's a dick to Johnny for sure. Well, he's kind of a dick to all of them with the desks, but that's a different story. But he, he yeah, he wasn't like the other ones, so, and he makes. I it think out, he's so. written as an unintentional dick, though. Yeah, I don't and think really, was... the whole town is the whole town is kind of fucking shitty to Morehouse. Because everybody, from his fucking supposed girlfriend to, like, the students <laughs> and to everyone else is kind of like, oh, Mr. Morehouse, you're a teacher at the school. Why didn't you do something with your life? He's a teacher at the school! <laughs> that clearly He's not knows, the fucking neighborhood like, alcoholic. Yeah. He's clearly, like, together, and there is one moment Here. that I thought he was a dick towards Julie when she he was talking about, oh, did you enjoy the concert? And she's like, yeah, I've got, I've got tickets for the next 
night or two nights or whatever it was and he goes oh are you rich or i can't remember exactly did you win the lottery i think is maybe did you win the lottery yeah and i was like what like concert tickets in the 80s were so much not what they are now to get a ticket to see anybody now is like 200 dollars before charges <laughs> Yeah. But look, all the parents came to the first concert yeah. and left two two verses into the first song. I don't so care. don't tell me about yeah. wasting money on concert tickets. Yeah, if I had bought ten dollar tickets to something now, I would stay way longer than two minutes in, even if I hated it. <laughs> Just yeah. to give it a, I mean, to give it a chance, maybe, or also because I'm cheap. But yeah, look. The worst concert, I've told you this many times, I've told mm-hmm. the story, the worst fucking concert I've ever been to. Me and my buddy Daryl back in the day, used to. we'd go to the um, the, the Ticketmaster in Columbus at the Karma, and we, had, we both worked, you know, uh, high school jobs, and so we'd go on like a Friday and be like, hey, what's playing this weekend in Indy? <laughs> and... We just pick a band just solely based on the name and win. That is dangerous. It, yeah, <laughs> it only ever sucked one fucking time. Because, I mean, sometimes we'd like ask the Karma dudes, right. like, uh, oh, okay, who is this? I've never heard of this. Sloppy Seconds, what are they? Some <laughs> punk fucking band. Okay, I'll go listen to them. Sloppy Seconds is a good punk band from Indiana, oh. if you ever get a chance. Yeah. I thought this was a joke. My bad. No, no, that's not the joke. That's their name. I mean, it's a punk band. You should know by their name, the Sloppy Seconds. But they're pretty. They that was pretty solid back in right, the day. Right. We went to see a band based solely on the name Widespread Panic. You know who we could have seen instead the same night? I'm afraid Marilyn Manson. Uh, and this was in like ninety pre ninety five. Yeah, yeah. So that. That would have been like somebody telling me they saw Kiss before they before they took the makeup off the first time. And I'm like, what? The first time. Yeah. They've only took it off once. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So instead I was like panic was not was not Black Roses, is what I understand. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I I took a bag of weed to the show. <laughs> but I shouldn't have. Because it was such a fucking hippie show. I'm pretty sure they were giving weed away at the door. <laughs> the I, I was used to shows where there was a, like a security buffer before the stage. I mean, we went to the 32nd Street Theater to watch movies all the time in Indy. Uh-huh. It was abandoned. It was a, it wasn't abandoned. It was a movie theater that they converted for stage shows. So, like, on the floors, it had that big slope floor, and they took out all the seats, and then there was a little flat area where you moshed and shit. But there would be, like, a security wall, security people, and, like, a foot in front of the stage. So you could get right up there by the stage, but you couldn't get to the stage or anything like that. And for widespread panic, there was no security guards or no wall. It was like a piece of security tape. Because Before the music started playing... There was some dude in the corner who was so high. There was no music playing, and there was no, like, wireless earbuds and shit like that back then. He wasn't streaming some Spotify shit. No, he's just so stoned, he was just spinning himself in circles in the fucking corner. Oh, my God. They didn't have a set of bongo drums, Chris. (laughs) 
they had two sets of bongo drums on the stage. That's how you know you're in for a good time. Like Matthew McConaughey would have been like, <laughs> look, man, I can't get this fucking high. Uh, so on a scale yeah. of one to ten, though, that widespread panic show. Looking back now. Uh, if I could go back in time <laughs> and commit atrocities to avoid that show, I'd be in jail right now. Widespread panic. You have let me down. Yeah, but if I, if you're basing it by the name, man, no. <laughs> the name should have been... They should have changed their name to, like, Snooze Fest Borington. We, but I, but I still stayed. I stayed for like four songs, mostly because I thought I could get some of that hippie shit. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. Like I'm a teenage boy, and the girls <laughs> at the show had worse bo than me. So I was like, nah, okay, huh, that's enough. Uh, all the all the women at the show smell like patchouli. Oh my god. Well, maybe you dodged a bullet in some kind of way. And didn't even know it till, till now. Yeah. Anyway, we're I'm way off track with this. Uh, it's just, but, I, but the point was, I stayed. I stayed for several songs. You stayed longer to be than like, two verses. I want to. I gotta stay long enough to make sure. Like, okay, the first song sucks. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. the first song sucks. Maybe you know that's that's their suck one. They're getting it out of the way. Right. And then the next one sucks. And the next one sucks. So, like, I'm four in, and I'm, I'm like, Daryl, we got to fucking go, man. This. But the, I, it just, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I had an idea, and it just, like, drifted away as I was trying to say it. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I may, well, maybe I am. Uh, But that, no, I know what I was going to say. Jesus Christ, Chris. So, on Black Roses, right, like, it, any band like rock rock band like a hard rock band even like even a hair glam band like that in the time couldn't come out with like a soft like their their ballad you don't start with your ballad ever nobody does that that's like a that's a middle of the set girl swoon guys go pee song that's what those always that's where they always sit that's but not, that's and there's that's strategic so the band can take a break because the band's going ham they're like fucking sweating and they're rocking and shit mm-hmm. and then it's like okay it's time for the ballad let the drummer come up and sing one so everybody else can rest <laughs> you know uh, so oh before we leave it I had to say we were talking about. Uh, action figures and stuff, uh, Toxic Crusader stuff uh, earlier in the episode. There was one point, this little son of a bitch kid, little bastard throwing his DC superpowers action figures into the fire. And if I was that dad or grandpa or whatever it was, uh, I would have thrown that kid into the fire. The capes for those figures alone go for like 20 fucking dollars on eBay. (laughs) The figures themselves, like in good condition, like you, you get a, you get a, a good over a hundred bucks for a good Batman or a Robin. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And this little bastard's throwing them into the fire. I own some of them. They were fucking. They were. So, they were. They were awesome. 
So I yeah, just had I, to I used to I used to own several of these. They were so good. Even the the Marvel ones. I forget what the Marvel ones were called, but oh, I loved action figures at that time. So fucking good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, any final thoughts before we get to our overall ratings, overall opinions for Black Roses? Yes. One last thing. And I'm going to go back to the beginning. The mm-hmm. first day in school. Oh, okay. The Walt Whitman line that uh, Miss Dr. Mr. Dr. Professor Morehouse reads <laughs> to the students. Okay. Because this mo- this line tells the story of the movie. And the line was the the short part of the line is Evil propels me, and reform of evil propels me. Mm-hmm. And so, this is the story. The students in this show, in the in the movie, are being propelled by evil, right? And Mister Morehouse is being propelled by reform of evil. He's trying to save the kids. So what so. you're saying, essentially is that this movie is an adaptation of a Walt Whitman poem. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) Book it. Book it. Walt Whitman's Black Roses, presented by Troma. That is a weird sentence I just come out of my mouth. Wow. You just spoke into existence. (laughs) You ever said something that you're pretty sure nobody else has ever said before? It's odd. Uh, you know one word um, that I as we transition into giving our ratings and our final thoughts, um, schlocky is one word. I it's all over my notes and somehow I've glossed over it. But schlocky, <laughs> you know the character uh, characters even, but the monster effects, some of the story stuff. It's like it's so just schlocky. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, you're, you're actually right. Yeah, you're actually right. So much, so much. Um, so you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first because I All feel right. like uh, it's like bad news, good news. You want the bad news first or the good news first? <laughs> So, all right. So, okay. Goddamn. Overall, there's there's some things I do like about this movie. I feel like I've spent most of this episode just kind of bitching and complaining. Uh, obviously, the soundtrack, to me, is so superior. I love the soundtrack to this. And mm-hmm. it's got some, uh, I was saying earlier, uh, Carmine piece played on Paul Stanley's 1978 soul album so it's got a little bit of a kiss connection and i'm thinking probably season three of warhouse we're gonna have another movie a Wes craven movie that has a big kiss connection um but this is our first one that has like a some kind of a kiss connection um but there's that which uh is endearing i love the are soundtrack. we doing kiss saves christmas <laughs> we are not doing or, or not doing that or phantom of the park because Phantom of the Park is the longest movie I've ever watched. <laughs> and it's only like an hour and a half. <laughs> um, but it's some of this 
makeup is D tier, like 80s. Oh man, but the story has got some parts that's like just you know shape it a little. More. Anyways, but like I said, it's got that VHS charm that's really you don't get a lot of in these days. So it's better than Pledge Night for sure. Um, and the soundtrack, oh, the Lizzie Borden, the King, it's, it's billed as Black Cobra, but it's essentially King Cobra with, like you said, I guess quiet riot guys and some other dudes. And, uh, Elliot Solomon. I have no idea who that is, but. It just, uh, as far as I can tell, he just composed the music for a couple movies. Not even anything like stand out. But really cool soundtrack. I like the soundtrack a lot. Um. I do have a little bit of a hint of nostalgia for it, but rewatching it now, um, not as much as I thought I did. <laughs> so okay. that said, I, Dave, you may kick me off this podcast for what I'm about to deliver for a movie that I picked. And it would make you th- think shortcut for this season. And I thought I'd already done that, but I didn't. 3.5 out of 10. And wow. the, the soundtrack is really helping push up that 0. 0.5. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. okay. No, no, no. I mean, okay. I, I mean, there's some stuff I like. Some st- It's way... It, that, you know how I am with the makeup. If the makeup isn't there, it weighs it down so much for me on every level. And it is not there for a lot of this. It, but yeah. schlocky and kind of funny. And so, I mean, if you want to have some beers and have some fun and listen to like some hair metal, then you should probably check this out. So I rate it kind of low, but it's, if you want some beers and some eighties hair rock, then this is where you go. So unfortunately, Black Roses didn't quite land as high as I had hoped it would. <laughs> Dave. Okay. Where okay. I know you are sitting higher than a 3.5. I just have a Oh, feeling. yeah. <laughs> where are you sitting with your overalls? So, first let me tell you what I think happened with your rating for this movie. This weekend, Saturday, Jackie several times called it the best day ever. When we... Went to a movie, went out to eat, went to a movie, got some fucking ice cream. Uh, That's a solid day. Went to uh, Soap City so her and Stella could get their, you know, smell good soaps and stuff. Their ooey soaps. Girl When stuff. we went to the ice cream place, mm-hmm. I looked at the menu and they have an ice cream called that... Uh, you might know it as Superman ice cream. Yes. I know and love it as Superman ice cream. Yes, I am right there with you. And so I got a scoop of Superman fucking ice cream. I didn't know that was still and a thing. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. But, you know, it's so colorful. It looks like yeah. you just mashed up, you know, your favorite Play-Dohs together. 
with the squirrels and the colors and everything like that. Not like maxed them and mixed them because if you keep mixing them, you just get you yeah. know shit brown. Yeah. But just the, you took some fresh play doh, just mixed them up, smashed it together, and you you went on. And the first bite, I I was like, oh my god, I remember Superman ice cream so fondly from my childhood. And I took that first bite, and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't like I was oh. let down by my nostalgia. Right. You know, it was it, I, it really wasn't bad ice cream. It was good. And once I mentally got past that, I mean, I, I, I tore it up. But it was probably impossible for that ice cream to live up to my nostalgia right. memory. Right. And I, I wonder if there's not that doesn't play something here with saying. your rating being that low. Very possible because I am a big '80s rock. Uh, I wouldn't say aficionado, but like fan enthusiast, enthusiast. That's where I'm going. Um, and like I said, the music is totally there for me, but mm-hmm. the horror movie part of it is not quite there, unless you know. If we were watching it together, having some beers, having some laughs, it's a different thing. <laughs> but watching it by yourself, like as a, you know, this horror thing, it's just not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I you're also right. The soundtrack, remember it. Remember it soundtrack is great. Yeah. Soundtrack is great. Soldiers of the... Um, night. There were Soldiers of the Night. There were a couple songs I wrote down. Soldiers of the Night, Rock Invasion. Lizzie Borden's... Uh, um, Oh, me against the world. Me against the world. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I liked Paradise. We're on our way. It, you know, it's the, that's the ballady. You know, yeah. so eh. um, dance on fire. There's the, the other bands that are on it. I mean, I think they're. I forget the other ones, but the ones that are the Black Roses and the Lizzie Borden song are like top top tier for me. Yeah, yeah. the. Uh, what you're currently calling schlock, <laughs> and I'm calling uh, camp. It's oh. a very fine line. It's a very fine line be- between understandable camp and schlock. I may be and using schlock. I, I think camp's more. Yeah, I think maybe I'm more. Yeah, schlock is more derogatory. I think right. I, I think so. so. I think so. I, so. I sh- yeah, a camp I think maybe is more apropos. So, um, I mean, you know, it it is a little schlocky. It is a little schlocky. There's a little, there's an element to that. So when I say schlock, I think turned out with the facade of these cool things, mm-hmm. but mostly by people who don't. <laughs> understand why these things are cool to start with. So that's right. what I that's kind of where I'm at for schlock when I call call something schlock. I see. Gotcha. And and I think there's a little bit of that. I don't think they quite understood like you know, they almost nailed it. They almost fucking nailed it. There's a lot of almosts to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean this th- th- this movie was almost Really, really good. 
but it was still um good it was still good i only want i only asked for one thing out of a movie the the first thing i'll say not maybe not the only because sometimes i want a movie to enlighten me uh sometimes i want a movie to make me think about you know previously held notions or about you know social justice or right about you know the patriarchy and how the patriarchy is trying to hold me down and uh but sometimes and and the number one priority is just just entertain me right and i absolutely think this movie did it I, I watched this movie probably four times. Now, the very first time I watched it, because I've I've explained how I watch movies a lot, where I watch movies as I'm laying down to go to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and usually I don't get to watch anything older than our youngest child until after Stella has gone to sleep. So I had to wait till she went to sleep and then I turned this on and started watching it. And the first time I was asleep after the title card. Um, but I woke up and watched a little bit. <laughs> so and then sure, I fell asleep. As you're drifting off, you're like, me, 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 me. Chris, what the f- Chris is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I fell asleep and I woke up and I saw a little bit more. I fell asleep and I woke up and I saw a little bit more. And I fell asleep and I woke up and I saw a little bit more. And I fell asleep and I woke up and Mr. Morehouse is trying to, you know, burn down the concert and I saw the final battle. Uh-huh. And I just, and that first viewing, I really thought, uh, <laughs> it, it really, it lacked something. It needed more monsters. Uh-huh. Mainly because the first time I watched it, I fell asleep and missed every fucking monster part. <laughs> but the second, third, and fourth time I watched it, I watched it. And I, I, I like it. I, I'm super entertained. It was super fun to me. It was kind of fun in a reefer madness kind of way. Kind of, yeah. Um, you know, there, there. It's fun to think that some people really like, really think heavy metal. Some people really think that this movie was heavy metal and that, you know, these bands really are trying to influence the the youths. Uh, So there's that. But I really like it. And I am going to give it a solid eight. Eight. I'm going to give it an eight. It, It was very entertaining to me. Wow. I wow, I, you have stumped me. Holy wow, wow! I told you I've been going around for for a few days now singing, you know, me against the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that that was me twenty five years ago when I first got that soundtrack. I was like, oh yeah, this is fuck. This is it, Lizzie Borden. It speaks to me. Oh my, dude, dude, Lizzie Borden is a fucking great band. Still 
a great band <laughs> still um highly if you're into not even just if you just want some like traditional kind of heavy metal check out lizzie borden they deserve it they've yeah. been under the radar for 40 years they deserve they, some listening. they just put out pet cemetery in 2020 yeah a uh, cover of the ramones I mean, song i was gonna do a cover of that <laughs> wow lizzie borden anyways but they're so good so good I was watching this and I was so self-conscious that I picked this. I'm like, Dave is going to think I'm trying to push my eighties hair metal agenda. And I didn't, <laughs> maybe I kind of was, but like the oh, whole, wow. And I think maybe that affected my score a little bit too, where I was just like so self-conscious of what I had picked. I was like, Jesus, this isn't quite what I thought it was. <laughs> I got, I got a little ball up. So, uh, he doesn't think I really, really, really like this movie now, man. Yeah. I, it was super entertaining. I'm t I've said it before. I say it again. I, I do. I I tend to rate movies high. I know, but there's a nostalgia for this type of movie. The era, mm. the it is total VHS, total eighties me makeup and practical effect, uh, which could have been a little bit better. May maybe I should take it down to like a seven and a half for some of that, but. Um, this may be our biggest. and, and the, the tongue and cheekness and the yeah. you know I can watch this and riff on this the entire movie and and just super enjoy myself and that's yeah that's what I look forward to. I mean the music alone really should have pushed it up higher for me, but I'm a makeup man. I love my I love my effects and shit and this one just hurts it hurts to see the, some of this. <laughs> so theoretically, if they uh -huh. had used the makeup from the start of the movie, it would have helped at the lot. last concert in Mill Basin. It would have made more and sense. And if they had sure. and if they had upgraded the only the the speaker puppet. So they're leaving the Julia monster alone, but upgraded the speaker puppet. I see. I see. It had the fucking vacuum yeah. hose hanging out the back. They could have like done some air actuated, like move the legs or some shit. Something even make it slimy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is always KY jelly as far as I have have always heard. So just you know, go to the fucking Walgreens, get some KY. Plop it on that bitch. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think a lot of the budget went to getting some of the soundtrack together, and then they, they didn't have the monster budget. So, to, I mean, a remake to this wouldn't really make sense this day and age, unfortunately, unless you completely remake it and, like, re complete reimagining. And it's not going to be an 80s hair band. It's going to have to be, like... I don't even know what the fuck it could be now. Like maybe like a streamer, like a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer or something, maybe or a, a vlogger, like like Jake Paul or somebody. <laughs> I think maybe. Uh, or and, a YouTube podcast in which they oh uh, exercise fake demons. 
until a real demon shows up. Dave and Chris. Dave and Chris. Is that how it's is how is that how seances start and we possess people? Uh yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we should end the episode that way. Um so before we get to that, next week, I'm gonna reveal it now, is going to be the films of David Cronenberg. Big one. Super big one. Long live the new flesh. Uh, if you want to let us know what you think about that pick, hit us up on the socials. You can hit me on Twitter at Sweetness1 with six six E's in there. Math checks. I am at Chris Urshist. Also, hit both of us up at Whorehouse2, number two. You can email us at the Whorehouse Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a comment on the Whorehouse page on Facebook. Or go to anchor.fm and you can leave us a voice message and make it on the show one day. We'll see. Or just uh, leave a voice message chanting for us. Dave and Chris. 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 How long are we doing this? Dave and Chris. As long as until people catch on. Dave and Chris.